Hello everyone and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix's 76th film. It's the 2018 drama First Match directed by Olivia Newman, stars Alvary Emanuel, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Coleman Domingo, Jarrell Jerome and Jared Kemp. And as usual I am here with my co-host MJ. How are you mate? Good. How are you? I'm very, very well. We've kind of got a bit of a sports film here. I'm going to call it a sports film, so I'm happy with that. I don't think we've really had a sports film in the first 75 films. That is probably a very good call. I haven't... I'm just saying this on the spot right now. I'm trying to rack my my brain. No, that's fair. I don't think we've had one. Very fair. I think we've we've got a few to come up. There's a film called Amateur at some stage. Okay. There's High Flying Bird by Steven Soderbergh at some stage as well. Feels like it's a while away, that one. Sure. Yeah, probably. I, I love Soderbergh. So. You could argue that argue that Paddleton is, is kind of a bit of sport. No, I'm joking. No, okay. really. no. Ah, you got me. Well, there's, right. there's, they play Paddleton in it, which is yeah. a game that they make up, but there's a lot more about um, death. Spoiler alert! All right, so no, it's no plot. Ah, okay. I haven't seen that, so that's all right. It's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we start our show with our fast flicks, where we do our quick little summary of the film. MJ, give me a fast flicks. Fast week. So this is for first match. Um, a down and out 16 year old girl who bounces from foster home to foster home joins the male high school wrestling team in an attempt to reconnect with her criminal father, but ends up discovering the drive and direction her life had been craving. That is very IMDb. That's good. I like that. It was it was a bit longer than I normally yeah. do, but there's a lot of elements there that I felt re- would be remiss if mm. I didn't mention them. Yeah. Yours is going to be about four words now, yeah, isn't it? I was like, you've touched on a lot of stuff that I haven't in mind, and I'm like a little bit worried. Mine is the lengths a kid will go to for her dad. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a lot more than that. There's more than that, yeah. <laughs> Based on what you've just said, a lot more, and I feel stupid with mine now. No, don't, no, I, I just, the stuff that, I don't normally like doing a long one, but yeah, I'm like, no, this no, is important, good. this is important. Mm. If, as I said, if someone stops me in the street and says, MJ, what's the first match about? Mm. Uh, there's things that I wouldn't need to mention. I liked it. It was good. Thank you, mate. We start our show with what we've learnt about the film before we talk about it as well. So yeah. What are some things that you've learnt about this one? Well, Olivia Newman, the director, made a short film in 2010 called First Match, which was basically the the brainchild of, of how what this feature ended up becoming. Did you watch the short film? No. Where, where was it available? It was quite easily available online. Um, <laughs> I did have a look. And it's 14 minutes. 14. And... She called it, so Newman called the, the shorter sports movie. Did you watch it? I did. Oh, I good, did. Good, so good. Um, she called it a sports movie within a personal narrative rather than the other way around. And I like that. Okay. I like that. And I mean, like you can see it is literally a mini version of this film mm-hmm. with some character changes. So yep. the the dad in this seemed a bit more supportive in the short film than, okay. than in the, the feature. Um, but yeah, like very, very, like a lot of similar shots, like the dad like sort of in an alley putting rubbish out like yeah, yeah. The, the wrestling shots were all shot the same sort of way so it was cool to sort of see where this had, had come from or developed from well that's the interesting thing was I think when Olivia made the short film she wasn't necessarily planning to make a feature off the back of it but it kind of grew and grew and, and from what I can gather the the girl who played Mo in the short film whose name is Na- Nyasa Baka mm-hmm who was a wrestler from Brownsville. Mm-hmm. Um, she became friends with Olivia and Olivia got to know her and some of the girls who were also on that wrestling team. Um, and that really kind of informed the script for the feature film. 
um, off the back of a lot of stories that were shared about them living in Brownsville, the experiences of being a young girl wrestler, living in foster care. And all these ideas kind of came about from that relationship that she had with, with a wrestler actor from her short film, really. The short film on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. How many people do you reckon have watched this? A hundred. Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll be at sixth. I will, I, will, I will log it that I've watched it. But yeah, that it's not a lot of people in Letterboxd that have seen this. Well, it's, yeah, it's also probably not. No, I think wasn't it? It was part of her thesis or something. It was, yeah. She it was, was part, doing yeah. Yeah. Um, at film school, so it wasn't like it, it's. It looks like it holds up as yep. any type of short film that looks like it has a good budget. Like it, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Well, I think I think that's probably a nice thing about this about our first match, the feature as well. Mm. Like it's it, it looks for for someone who I don't know. We get into the director later, but someone who's basically directing her first feature film yeah. and her first writing credit. It certainly doesn't look like she's a novice. Yeah. So the director was Olivia. When she was filming it, she knew the conclusion to the film wasn't working. Did you read about this? No, I don't know if I did. So the problem was that she'd figured this out on the day they were actually shooting the finale. No. Yeah, so they're shooting the finale and she goes, okay, I don't Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen First Match, um, give it a watch Mm. and then have a listen to us because probably from now on in, there'll be some pretty significant spoilers. So she's ready to film the last shot of the film, big moment, and she's called this the worst day of production as a director. Mm. And the change was that the moment was added in where um, the main character, Mo, gets back on the bus and then changes their mind and gets off. Okay. So she didn't, yeah. So this was all done and she's like, you know, I've got a limited amount of time. I can only let the bus go around the block a couple of times. So the idea was was that Mo doesn't get on the bus? Is Um, that what you're saying? gets back on the bus and changes the mind and gets off. So she got on the bus and just sort of left without going back to the dad. Ah, so she didn't have the same wish. So, so she was still leaving? Yeah. Okay. So she said goodbye, like walked off on the dad, got on the bus and left, whereas she added in that extra sort of scene. So. I love you. Good yeah. Well, that's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. she did it. Well done, Olivia Newman. Yeah. But a tough, tough day at the office. Yeah. Well, that's a really important part of the film, I reckon. Mm. What else you got? Well, it was shot in Brownsville mm-hmm. um, in New York in 2016. Um and part of Brooklyn is that? Well, sorry, yeah, yeah Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ilviri Emmanuel did five weeks of wrestling training prior to shooting. Um, which holds up. Like, not that I'm a wrestling connoisseur, <laughs> but um, she seemed to know what she was doing. Yeah. And they used real student wrestlers as a lot of their extras as well. And it was really important for Olivia Newman to ensure that there was some sort of authenticity to the way. A, the wrestling was done, but B, the way that they interacted as a team. And I think there are a lot of things on the bus where they were sort of mucking around and Chanting, playing around that was yeah. all just the way that they would normally do it. And that That's was cool. that was pretty important. That's good. Uh, so this debuted at South by Southwest. It did, yeah. On the 12th of March, 2018. And then hit Netflix on the 30th of March, so yep. a couple of weeks later. Yep. Again, this is another outlier. Sweden got it two days later on Netflix. Don't know Come why. on, Sweden. Yeah. I don't know why, but they did. And it won a couple of awards. It did, yay. So it won the Audience Award at South by Southwest for the Narrative Feature and the Game Changer Award for Olivia Newman as yeah. the director. It was also nominated for the Grand Jury Award. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with that. Well done. Yeah, very nice. I had a Netflix percentage match for this one. Uh, so did I. Ooh. What did you have? 60. Oh, very low. What was yours? 83. You know why? Did you click like for Burning <laughs> Sands and... 
Imperial <laughs> Dreams. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So 83%. So I, I, I was, 83 is high for you. Very high for me. It's very high. Yeah. Interesting. What about the consensus? Pretty good. Positive. To be honest, there's, there's not a heap of ratings for this no. film. It's got a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, which is a good score, yeah. um, off 1,600 ratings. Yep. And a 3.3 out of 5, which is a really good score, on Letterboxd, 800 ratings. So on the, on the smaller side, but if you've got 800 people saying that they like it, then mm. that's, that's enough of a voice. But I reckon Netflix would have liked a few more eyeballs on this one. Yeah. Well, Google users were very positive on this one. <sighs> Understandably. 92%. Oh, Google. Better than the Irishman. Yeah, Irishman's like, I think the Irishman's the lowest <laughs> one we've had, had so far. So Google uses like this one. Rotten Tomatoes. It's 84% on 19 reviews. 19? So, oh, well, South by Southwest, yeah. Didn't have a consensus on 19, but 84%. So Don't understand what constitutes a consensus, because sometimes mm. I feel like there's a consensus mm. for seven. But. Yeah, don't know. Uh, the audience had it at 80% on 180 ratings. So very similar. Positive. People mm. like this film. They do. So did, what, did you like this film, well, Jesse? So this is our time for our early thoughts. Did I like this film? Uh, I struggled at times with this one. Yep. But I really enjoyed it. Yep. <laughs> and I know that's like a completely weird thing to say where I struggled, I but I enjoyed it. It's it. that kind of film, yeah? It was, it was. The story was good. The acting was good. The connections I had with it were good. But I did struggle at times. Mm. And I don't know why. But yeah. Well, maybe we're going to unpack that. Maybe. Here. Yeah. That, that's where I'm at. What about you? Well, as you probably know, the, the ghetto poverty project stuff is something I generally do struggle with. It's, yep. it's just really grim a lot of the time. It never resonates with me. And we've had three films in the past year being Burning Sands, Roxanne, Roxanne, and Imperial Dreams, which I just couldn't connect with any of them. But I like this. Um, I think it's a, it's a sports film, as I said, as much as anything. But the character struggles and the character motivations were really well presented and really well justified. And I think the main thing was that it had enough characters who were really positive influences, which sometimes is what the other movies are missing. Okay. Um, and finally, it had a bit of a Coach Carter feel to it. And I love <laughs> Coach, Coach Carter. Carter. As much as it's uh, got a bit of cheese to it, Coach Carter is a really good sports film for me. Um, so this film did a lot right. Good. All right, well... I'm looking forward to hearing some positive thoughts on this one. I'm looking forward to unpacking on where you struggled. Nothing worse than not knowing why you struggled. Yeah. So well, that's where I'm at. So hopefully we can get there. We'll figure it out. This is where we have a look at some characters. Mm. I think we start with Mo. We, we must. Monique, was it? Was it Monique? Monique, yeah. Monique, yeah. Monique, yeah. I've referred to her as Mo. I'm going to refer to her as Mo. Yeah, me too. It's the easiest way to do it, I think. I, I found her as a very vulnerable character. Yeah. Um, and it starts off that she thinks like everything, the be all and end all is about her dad. So obviously mum's passed away and she seems to have always been let down by everyone. So she has this idea that her father's going to be that person that isn't going to let her down. And as an audience, you work out pretty quickly. I think that it's maybe not necessarily going to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it was sad that he didn't tell her that he was out of jail. And that, that was the first sort of thing for me was that the first time she sees him he's working and she's like you're out what, are you, like, doing what are you doing here and it sort of highlighted that she's just always had to fight for herself from a kid you know um you see this in the school corridors at school um but she just wants that connection with her dad and like the first time he rocks up to one of her wrestling matches and you know he like makes some just a small little comment about yeah. you know um late um you know lift lift the head or whatever it was yeah, yeah lift the head, lift yeah, the head. Right, yeah. and bang she's she's like oh okay i listen to dad then everything's gonna be okay i'll be fine which is really 
understandable, right? Mm. Like someone who's never really had this parental figure, but mm. her dad, and we'll get to him in a sec, because he's not necessarily a really bad, bad guy. So you no. can understand how she glorifies him and sees the good in him and just craves that idea of having this stable dad. And constantly stands up for him. Like constantly. Like, like you wouldn't imagine. Yeah, comes um, up with stories, all sorts of stuff just to protect him. Her dad is is her hero. Mm. And I think that again comes from someone who really hasn't had a parental figure. You can understand how he would have lied to her about the things that he's done aren't as bad as they seem mm. and will sort of, will come good. And, and he's like that, right? Like you do believe him when he, when he says this kind of stuff. But I like the fact that they set Mo up as, as someone who... Um, She's got this abrasive personality. She hasn't got many friends at school. She's got no drive. She's got no prospects. And then wrestling comes into the picture. And yes, it was inspired by the idea of trying to get her dad to show more interest in her mm. life. But wrestling gave her that drive and that motivation. Um, and that sense of purpose that eventually became a source of her making something of herself, which is something that she never even considered, right? Yeah. Um, but she still never could see herself as making something of herself without her dad's support. And I do like the idea because I set it up nicely that she had to hit rock bottom one more time <laughs> to finally understand that her dad didn't have her best interests at heart and finally see the people in her life that, that actually were there to help her succeed. And that diary was a really good visual yeah. cue of her finally ready to hand over the bat. Hand over it, yeah. Yep. Work out that, okay, that's it, Dad. You've you've blown it. There were so many little things and even like holding hands with Lucilla and yep. all these little things that were like, hey, Mo, like they're all here. Like you can really make something of yourself. And just that whole journey that she went on, it really worked for me. Hmm. You mentioned there was the so the Spanish or the Spanish speaking foster lady. Yes. The Hispanic lady. What was her character? What was her name? Lucilla. 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 She was my favorite character yep. in this film. Um just I, slow burn with her. It was but it wasn't. Like the the whole time as an audience you knew that this was the sort of person that Mo needed. Mm. This is the sort of person that she needed. Someone who doesn't um you know, doesn't like she knows that she's stolen her earrings. Doesn't have a massive go at her. She prays for her. She is worried when she's bruised. Like you, you see this throughout the throughout the film, and it's been like right from the start compared to the opening scene where yeah. you see her being kicked out of her all her belongings, being screaming at her, yeah, screaming at her. Um, and I like throughout the film that it was like Mo was rude to her. She was treated her really poorly throughout. But me watching her it was almost like I could see it in Mo's eyes that she knows that she needs her. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you know, even like this lady's like texting her, like "Are you okay?" sort of thing. And like, even though Mo was poor, like I could just see it in her eyes that she knows. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that parental figure that she was craving, craving yeah. and it was there when she didn't even know it. Because mm. Lucilla, they do set it up nicely to make you think that they don't get on, right. and Lucilla will take an opportunity to get rid of Mo if she could. That's what you think. Well, that's what oh, I thought. Yeah, I, I, did, I did the yeah. whole time because I, I must admit. Always saw her at school at the principal's office. Whenever anything happened, she was always she was always there. Like I never thought that it was too anything was too hard for her. When she rolled into wrestling that time, yep. that really warmed my heart. Yep. I'm like, what she's taking a genuine interest in something that she doesn't necessarily agree with, but she can see the positive impact that it has on you. Yep. Um, that's when she really became more of a character for me. Because before that, 
Um, I saw it was very background, but um, you picked it up really nicely there. Yeah. And, you know, that, like you mentioned, that, that holding hand scene, like that was just... Even just seeing her like carry the, the bag out for the other, for the kid that was being taken away. Well, the way that was cut as well was you, you assume that, that yeah. Moe's being kicked out. And, and that was really clever. Yeah. So I... This is I've switched on with this one. You did like, well, oh, no, yeah. I, I didn't, didn't think that was happening. Very nicely done. Yeah. Okay, who, who have you got next? Who, what other characters? Well, we, we sort of started talking about Daryl before. Sure. So that's Dad. her father. I actually think he was pretty multi-dimensional. There were a lot of layers to this character, mm-hmm. and and to his credit, it's my belief that he didn't tell Mo about being him being out of jail because he didn't want to continue to be that bad influence on her, as opposed to him just being a deadbeat dad who was going to ignore her. I think he was just... In his head, he's like, there's nothing I can do for this girl. It's better if I don't exist. I 100% agree with you because from that opening scene, he had no intention to me of being there for her. And that was the, there was a line where he goes, um, you know, you're a grown woman. Um, you do your thing, I do mine. That was the first thing we hear from him. And I didn't feel like that had changed throughout the whole time. Yeah, and I agree. And I don't, I don't think... But I don't think that was his way of being like, this girl is just a burden to me. I think it was just like, she's better off without me. Yep. It, that, which, which is a, the right sentiment, all right? Yeah. And I, I like the fact that he took a genuine interest in her wrestling um, at the start and training her was like a real proper father-daughter bonding experience. I also believe that the idea of fighting her in that underground fighting tournament wasn't his plan from the it beginning. Okay. I, I don't think it was. But it was an opportunity that popped into his head and, and this guy notoriously makes bad choices. He's stuck in this crime rut, this crime world. He doesn't know any different and he loses sight of being a father when he's tempted with the opportunity to make easy money. Yep. And that's that's the character that we know and that's the character Mo knows as well. Good take. Um, but he's like a drug to her. Like she is addicted to the idea of having a perfect dad and anyone from the outside can see he is the furthest thing from it. I got the impression too. Did you like? He was very sweaty throughout the film. He was, wasn't he? I, to me, I was like, early on, that, it. yeah. Does that like is that saying that he's on drugs the whole time too, okay. and he's using as well? Like you've just said, the the drug for her is him, and yeah, I don't know. Like it was, it almost it was an interesting to choice. me. It just felt like early on, especially that he was just dirty and 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 unshowered, and like he obviously doing physical work yep. at work, and he was just this basically like almost like a homeless dude so i didn't think of it like that yeah. but there's like definitely a bit of a connotation there hmm. he says a line to to mo where and this is where you understand where his head's at he goes you could either you know have a great line in your high school yearbook or nobody's ever going to fuck with you yeah the idea of being being a wrestler on a high school team or doing this underground wrestling but in his head, like nobody fucking with you in the streets is way more important than yeah, like this because that's all he knows. Exactly. So, and that's just where he's at. So, hmm. um, it was just really nice to see Mo eventually make the right choice because it's, I mean, it's 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 set it up so well that this guy means the world to her and nothing else is going to matter. But they set up this great opportunity yeah. and she almost threw it away. Have you got any other characters you'd like to talk about? Well. I, I I really liked Amari. Sure. So that was her best mate. And I was just so pleased with him being there from the very start. Because <laughs> Mo had no friends that we knew about. But there was this kind, loyal Amari. And he never wavered on that. He saw this good in Mo because they obviously grew up together. And that relationship was really tested. And he was always there for her when he needed him. 100%. That's all, he's always, that's all I've got here. I've said, good friend who was always there for her. And he knew, but he, he knew the importance of being there for her. And that's what friends should do, right? Mm. When things get tough, you need to understand, shit, maybe they actually really do need me. 
And that's what this this film yep. did so much better than other films. Yeah. And I, that's yeah. similar with the coach. Hmm. Just that, that positive male influence, uh, different to Amari, he has this level of respect and he has more ability to spark change in her just because of his position and his age and his wisdom. Yeah. But this, these characters, along with Lucille, like you spoke about, those three characters, that's what was missing for me in these other films that just didn't have that positive influence anywhere. It, just, it gets too grim and too bleak otherwise. I thought um, Malik was a really good influence on her as well. Like you're talking about these characters that, um, you know, it was obvious early on that he liked her. And, you know, he bought her the shoes. It was sort of cute, but he did have a girlfriend. That's, that's where which it doesn't was, yeah, fit which in was for the, me. the tricky thing. So he did have this girlfriend, but I still thought that the a lot of the stuff that he said, and, and like Mo as a character says at some stage, you know, did the coach tell you to say this sort of thing? Like he had a lot of these lines throughout that were really positive, like as to like, you know, he's he's been working on wrestling a long time. He's got a lot of positives out of what's going on. So I still did see him as like a, a positive influence on her, even though he maybe did a bad thing. But everyone does bad things. Yeah, no, he's almost like the leading by example thing, right? Because he's mm. a representation of everything that she can get out of wrestling. wrestling and yeah. I think they have that conversation before they hook up about like, yeah, I, I turned my back on all this like mm. drugs and crime and all. It, like it, it was, it was around his world as well, and he turned his back on it because he could see a world out, and he's getting all these offers from colleges and that kind of stuff. And he was the first one that's like, man, you could kick ass in college. There's so many female wrestlers out there now, and rah rah. rah. And that's when you start to realize, like, this is her ticket out of here. Yep. Like a month ago, she was going nowhere and going nowhere fast, and it yeah. wasn't going to end well. And so he was that example, but that whole him cheating on his girlfriend with her and that complication that it brought up with, with him and the team and Malik handled it like a, like a champ, mm. but I don't know why, I don't know why they had to make him have a girlfriend. Yeah. It's almost like another hurdle that she had to get over. Um, that just kind of never really yeah, worked for me. Fair. Last thing I've got here is to Brooklyn. I, I often do this with, with cities as characters. I thought yep. that was a really good setup with like the streets, the music, the parks, the people hanging out on the roads just really set the scene really well. Well, I think that's Brownsville specifically. Mm. And Olivia Newman talks about them filming in Brownsville and basically getting the entire town involved and getting a lot of extras there, using all their catering from in Brownsville and trying to make, trying to make that town. Yeah. Part of it. Exactly right. Cause this is a very Brownsville story. So um, I'm glad that came across. Yeah. So we we started talking about this. So Olivia Newman. Yeah. So first feature. Mm-hmm. I did not expect her to be white. I didn't expect. <laughs> At all. Yeah, I didn't expect her to be anything like what she was. No. Like she's just like this budding film student at the time when yeah. she first did first match in in this short and. Even then, she's just like, I didn't know anything about wrestling, but I kind of liked the idea yeah. of it, and I researched it a little bit, and it's like, wow, like you can just really dedicate yourself to your craft and, and here you go. I was exactly the same. Yeah. And so the biggest thing she's gone on to do since this film is she's done three episodes of Chicago Fire. Okay. So that's, that's yeah. And you know what? I, I can I can absolutely see her pulling out another writing directing credit at some point yeah. with something that she's brewing up. And, and like, she's not going to be complaining about, like, if you can get on a TV show that, and the residuals she will get from directing a couple episodes of that will, they will come in for the rest of her life. So yeah. That'll help hopefully build her up to do something else too. Yeah, hopefully. No, this is this is a really nice first project for her. What do you think about the cast? 
um, pretty pretty excellent. Yeah, I thought like so. Um, Jarrell Jerome, who played Amari, Amari, yeah, I love him. The, I don't know if you've seen the Netflix um, series called When They See Us, which is about the um, the Central Park Five, those guys that were convicted of. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if she died, but of attacking this this runner in Central Park, okay. and he plays one of the the ki- the kids in that, and he's amazing. And also Moonlight. I don't have you seen Moonlight? I haven't yet. Uh, no, I know we've he, yeah, we've got, he, he hasn't had many acting credits either. He's uh, only in like four or five. Uh, as soon as he's on the screen, I was like, oh, fantastic! I like, I love him. He's yeah. so good. Okay, so good. So he was good in this, and you know, Moonlight, and when they say us, uh, like I love. I just maybe I just love African American stories. Maybe you do. Like the, the, Man, like he is fantastic. That's very broad, though. <laughs> I've I've liked a lot of these I, Netflix. I know, I know. Yeah. There's more to it than the fact that it's African American. Is my point. It's a human story, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> All right, scenes. Time to talk about some scenes. Yeah, well, give me some scenes that you liked in this one. Well, I liked a lot of the wrestling stuff. Um, the rest, the first wrestling training that she went to. Just, I was, I was watching it thinking is she going to be any good how are they going to treat her this is a really nice sequence like I was just like wow I'm I'm in on this film um, and then that sort of culminated with her doing that training in her bedroom and walking down the streets doing all these moves I just loved seeing her life have some direction and drive um, and they built it up so seamlessly that it felt really real That's I didn't I, I, nothing was forced in this yeah and then obviously her first wrestling match, I was still just riding every moment with her. And I love seeing her dad come in and her dad riding every step as well. That's what I mean. Like this, he was still genuine in that sense. Um, you can't, you can't fake that, you know, no. wanting to see your daughter succeed. So, yeah. um, skipping ahead a fair bit is when she was in that oh, UFC type underground fight. Underground match. fight. Yeah. She was getting her ass kicked and she started wooing doing like that, that the team, the team, the woo, team woo, woo, woo. Yeah. and that was that just that idea of team that had come through in her and that's her leaning on all she knows is this team spirit yeah. to, to get her through that was pretty cool and that could have come off as really corny mm, but it didn't but it didn't no. and then I, I mentioned this when you said it as, as an added scene in the film I really liked it when she went and hugged her dad because obviously there was this huge element of letting go and moving on but also this human component, like regardless of her recognizing him as a bad influence or not, she ne- she still didn't hate him, and she probably never will hate him. Like you don't, uh, it would have been too cliche if she just had to turn around and go, "Oh, actually, I hate this man," because guy, yeah. she was obsessed with him for sixteen years, and and that was just a really human way to approach that situation, and still really show strength. So that was just probably the best scene in the film for me. I'm nice. glad they added they're, it they're in. They're good, they're good scenes. They are like they're good scenes. What do you got? Um, mine, are, I, mine are like these little bits and pieces. They're not necessarily scenes, but things that's maybe like you see them early and they, they make a connection to them throughout. Mm-hmm. So the the nails and the nail polish. I really oh, yeah. I really enjoy, enjoyed, um, you know, the dad. Like you, there's this big point about her doing them and then, you know, she got the money from the, the hustle almost to do it. And then the dad's like, if you're going to wrestle, you got to get rid of them. And she gets rid of them. And then the, the foster carer... You know, at the end, helped her, her do them again. I just yeah. like this this connection of these little things. Yeah, um, she's still a sixteen year old girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mo's eyes, like they told the story so much throughout this film, and mm. in particular, the first time she goes to watch one of these underground matches, her eyes literally just told the whole story. Like mm. they just told the story for me about. She's like, "Whoa, what exactly is exactly what you were probably thinking as well?" Yeah, uh, great performance from Elvira Emanuel as well. Fantastic, really good performance. Uh, 
yeah, like I said before, I really enjoyed all the scenes with the foster carer. Like, she, yeah. I just thought she was amazing. Um, there's a scene where Amari is hugging and looking after Mori when she's had the absolute living daylights kicked out of her. Mm. Um, and then for her to sort of wake up on this blurry sort of like out of focus shot where the whole team's there. Yeah. Just, that was really nice. It was just nice. Uh, towards the end too, Mo has this chat with a coach and she has this nice little spiel where she speaks about, you know, she thought she was lucky because she had a dad and most of her friends didn't know their dad. So she thought she was lucky. And Which then, is well justified. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes on and tells this scooter story where the dad comes home with a scooter mm. and then, you know, after a little bit, she's out there and realizes it's got the initials of another kid. Mm. So dad's nicked it from someone else to give to her. And, you know, and I just like the response from the coach where he's like, you are not responsible for your father. Mm. Like that is not, you know... Um, so I liked that. that and this was, nice was a girl who, as you said before, was always going to go into bat for him. Yep. Always. Always. Um, and then the follow-on from that is where Mo apologizes to her carer and says, you know, you're the only one that's never kicked me out of home and gives her the earrings back. And that's another connection from early on where you see her nick those earrings. Um, do, we, then, do we see her nick them? Yeah, she takes them out of the drawer and puts them uh, in. Yeah. I forgot. So that was another nice connection. And like you mentioned too, I liked that she helped... helped when the the little kid that she thought was going to be her adoptive kid is sort of taken back by the mother i liked that she helped and then held hands that was sad and you know what's funny is that the idea when the real mother was there and then this is earlier on and mo's like you should be happy she should be with her real parent because that is what is going on in her head she's like i need to be with With my my dad dad. and then she's you know changes it around and go you know maybe blood's not everything maybe it's who's actually going to care for you and same i liked that where she walked off on the dad at the end that was nice won't elaborate we've already spoken about but at least she went back to him and like it it felt real yeah all right what what are some things that you didn't necessarily like oh not too much but when when he first took her to to the underground wrestling i just didn't want the story to go down that direction but his his bad parenting was really bubbling on the surface he hadn't really fucked up at that point yeah and that's when i was like this is not going good and i'm like mo be strong in my head i'm seriously just like mo be strong like you've learned so much don't let that go to waste and I mean, that's a movie, right? Like, yeah. she had to have that next little bit, but I didn't like that initially. I didn't want to go down that route. And the only other... the only other into the character. I was, <laughs> I was in, like, yeah, and, and she had done such a big, such a good job to get yeah. where she got to. I just want to go, I wanted to go to college, man. <laughs> um, and the scene where she hooked up with Malik. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't, I just wish she didn't have a girlfriend, maybe. That would have been fine. Because there were no real repercussions that came from it that we saw either. It just kind of made this extra stumbling block that yeah i've got that as well as well when the girlfriend walks in and then she sort of storms out and there was like some side comment where someone's like oh you know she's pregnant oh that's right yeah Yeah, i I forgot about that i was like is that really relevant like yeah i agree that was just sort of chucked in there. yeah it was and it didn't work so um we could have done without that yep i would have rewritten that character and that that little bit and Hmm. because then the movie kind of ended and it wasn't it was still like, oh, Malik, still, still, a, still a good dude. Still, Are they over him and the girlfriend? Yeah, so there's that opportunity for them to get together? I don't know. And let's be honest, this movie wasn't about Mo for no, love. No. But no. yeah, it just didn't, that whole bit didn't work. Sure. Is that all you got? Oh, have you? Have that you was done? my last okay. one, yeah. Sorry. Uh, there was a scene where like Amari, and th- this happens a bit where Amari and Mo talk about when they were younger and things they did. And they, they talk about like Happy Meals and the toys and all that sort of stuff. And there was one scene where they're talking about Mater from Cars being shit. And I was just like, it was weird for me because I was like, they don't represent to me the age group that know cars. 
it just was really off-putting for me that they were talking about Mater as a character so from Cars. So what is Cars? The original was like 2005, 2003, 2005, 2006, around that time. Oh, the perfect hitting zone. Because they're 16 now, and that was in 2018. So that was... Yeah, 12, I don't know. So just, they would have been like five. It felt weird. Five. I don't know. It just felt really off for me. I don't <laughs> okay. know why. Like, it just... I was like, oh, this is... It was... I, I found it hard. Um, okay. I know you like... I didn't really like the train, like the training and the wrestling montages. Oh, uh, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't a massive the fan. sports stuff got me in this. Yeah, it wasn't a massive fan of those. And uh, the last thing was that fight at the end where her and this other chick <sighs> go at it. Brutal. It was just really hard to watch. Yeah. It was really hard to watch. I was surprised they made Mo win. They didn't see that coming, to be honest. I didn't see it coming either. And then... but. And then they didn't actually... You shouldn't get her she victory. Get she didn't get that victory. Bitch. That feel of victory exactly. either. So yeah. that was a bit annoying too. But yeah. All right. Well, time to talk about some themes, some ideas. What was this film trying to say? Well, I think, uh, the, as I said, the sports and the team stuff really spoke to me. And it was it's that idea of that sense of belonging and being part of something. And that in turn kind of gives you an excuse to have direction and drive in your life and any excuse that you can find that's going to give you that find it use it do whatever you can to keep it because a life without drive is uh is going to whittle away very quickly so yeah they were probably the two main things that i liked and obviously this idea about family and what's family and is family everything yeah because it's not yeah agree uh yeah so roxanne roxanne which we did two weeks ago Mm. it's a similar sort of thing with men in this in the the men in or the the adult men are sort of letting down the younger female characters in this um it was disappointing like except for like a, i know that the, the, the coach and the coach was good correct but the dad or the the, the dad character i don't yeah. know i was just like it, it's two two movies in a row yeah but uh, th- that's where this and I, film I know this separates one itself because you thought that the dad was not as but it's not even that like the dad absolutely let it down and, and yeah. I can see where you, the connection you're making with that but because the coach was there and because Lucilla was there and because Amari was there she had more support the support yeah, was there the support right was there, yeah. and, and it just becomes more bearable and we still watch movies a lot of the time at the end of the day for enjoyment and yeah. it helps with that level yeah. right and it, it sort of highlights too like the courage the resilience this she was indestructible. Nothing was going to stop her. And she would yeah, fight she went through her. a lot. Yeah, she, she went through a lot. And she, she, yes, the end of the film has tears rolling down her face, but then she joins in that chant with mm, the rest of the crew. So you know she's going to be okay. She's going to get through this and give it a crack, which I liked. That's nice. Um, and the last thing too, like, there's a little bit about second chances. Um, there's no, and this was perfect through the coach's words. He said, there's no such thing as losing. It's just winning and learning. Yep. And, you know, the, the dad that, had yeah. used up all his chances, so he was gone by the end. And this is like... Mo. But you know why? Because he wasn't learning either. Correct. He wasn't, he wasn't changing his ways. Mo's learnt, so she's ready to... When you learn, you do things differently, yeah. right? Fail fast. Hmm. Good. It's funny when I think about those... Um, the, the, car- like the coach, Amari, and Lucilla. That's three really strong characters of support for her. Mm-hmm. You take either one of them out, and I think it doesn't work for her. Like, Amari's obviously there from the start. And without him, who God knows where well, she yeah. is. The coach comes comes in as a really important uh, guidance for her and, and sort of helps her stay on track when probably no one else is really bothering to put her there. 
And then Lucilla, almost at the time of, I've got nothing left. I don't know where else to go. She's there for her. Like, that's how that's how fickle it can be, right? You can have one or two people there for you and that's still not enough. So yeah. I like the fact that they're all just as important as each other and they all work in tandem. What did you think of that scene with um, the dad, Darrell, and the coach? It was a little bit awkward. Like, it was almost as if, like, the... Mm. They wanted you to make think that dad probably wasn't as good a wrestler as he'd made out. Yeah, potentially that, but also just maybe that, like that was just like a classic coach dad conversation. Dad, yeah. And this guy's like, I'm not that kind of dad. Like, yeah. and he said like, come to the we're going, we're going for lunch. lunch yeah. Like, which most dads of a 16 year old in that situation probably would, especially yeah. someone who's got a wrestling background. Yeah, it was, it was jarring weird. though, yeah, wasn't it? Weird, it? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I get the feeling that he was a good wrestler because he was a good coach and knew it. Yeah, knew it's it. fair. It's fair to say that he probably wasn't lying about those results that he had. And yep. Um, but it was just a good example of I don't want to be this kind of dad. Hmm. Right, what did you take away from this film? What are some some things that you've taken from this? Well, I've, I've harped on it, but this is a great example of how you can make these bleak films about the projects and films about you know rising from nothing and. I understand that that bleak part of the story still needs to be told. Um, and within that story, maybe there's something positive that we can grab onto that I haven't been able to grab onto in other films. So, But introducing a positive character, specifically like Amari, straight away just helped me get into this film from the, from the fifth minute sort of thing. Um, I've got a similar take. A little bit different though, because... So we're up to 76 films from Netflix. Uh-huh. And I was like, I want to go back and I want to have a look at the black representation that we've had in these films. And I want to sort of like, you know, take my hat off a bit to Netflix because there are a bunch of films that I would never have seen, would never have touched, would never have even known existed that have, I've been able to watch by doing this. And, you know, out of 70, so I've got, I've written, I wrote, went down and wrote down the, the strong black character films that we've, we've looked at during this. So we had Barry. Yep. We had Imperial Dreams. We had Burning Sands. Deidre and Laney Robert Train, yep. The Incredible Jessica James, mm. Naked, Stepsisters, and Roxanne Roxanne, Good as call. well as this. It's a great call. Like, there are not a lot of, like, film studios, and Netflix is... That has that percentage. That has that percentage of films where they are showing a good range of stories. It's so, a really, really good point. So I just wanted to, yeah, sort of put that's that out there and be like, that. that's impressive to me. You know what also, the, uh, to that point as well, which is a negative for this film, I, I actually feel like this is the sort of film that can get lost on a streaming service mm. though. We, with, without any real chatter about it, it's easy to bypass. And I think we've seen that with the numbers. Mm. So let's look at a film like Moonlight, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Moonlight doesn't get the critical reception that it got, then it disappears, doesn't make money at the box office, all that kind of stuff. And, and similarly, if this film released at cinemas and didn't get good reception, it would, it would go nowhere as well. Mm. But I feel like this is the kind of film that if it had a release at cinemas and a few people had got behind it, it could have had a real life. Hmm. Um, whereas on the flip side, it, you sit there and go, but it's great that it's accessible for everybody. Yep. I just feel like it can also just slip away into an abundance of streaming that, ah, uh, well, I could watch I could watch this or I could watch anything yeah, else. It's probably not going to pop up on anyone's recommended list because it's probably, yeah, it's so deep. and Yeah, and, but, you know, and I would recommend this film. Like I, I'd recommend it as a sports film with like this poverty-stricken, negative-influencing family component at its core. And it's not for everyone, but it's, it's pretty accessible to watch, right? Like It's not like it's... Yeah. You don't have to dig too deep to, to get into this one. No. I, yeah, the other, the other thing that I thought was the, the camera work in this 
through the wrestling and stuff, these over-the-shoulder shots of Mo throughout were really good and really helped with this storytelling. To, so you made that connection. Yeah. yeah. She took... Uh, Olivia Newman did a real good job with the wrestling. She took her time. She got the right people. I believe she even... Like, they had real wrestling trainers, but mm. I think she even spoke to the guys from... Who trained Mark Ruffalo and Channing Tatum in Foxcatcher. Ah, cool. Because um, she was kind of like how long do I need to train all these people or should I get real wrestlers and that kind of stuff but you know she, she put the work in and, and the wrestling holds up yeah definitely so we sometimes go on IMDB to check out actors actresses look something up did you jump on I did yes. what, what, yep. did you, what did you find so I do like jumping on IMDB when we watch a movie but <laughs> I, I, I did it for Daryl 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 mm-hmm. the dad so it's Yaya Abdul Mateen the second he is he's Russell which is Adelaide's dad in Us. Correct. Um, and he's also in Black Mirror Striking Vipers, yep. which I've actually only seen 20 minutes of. I started watching it like six months ago and I'm like, oh, I'll, watch it. I'll finish it tomorrow night. And there was just never that that craving to, to get back into it. You need to watch the last 20 minutes. Do I? It turns. Yeah, well, I could sort of, I could sort of <laughs> see the direction it was going. It turns. Like... Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll watch it. Okay, I looked him up as well, and I was like, okay, I've seen this. He's guy super recognisable, isn't so he? Much, so yeah. he is the epitome of why we have this section about IMDb being someone. So straight, like first up, the first one was like, okay, yep, from Striking Vipers. Yeah, um, you need to watch the last twenty minutes. Okay. Aquaman. Have you seen Aquaman? I haven't. No, I haven't. Seen he it. is the bad guy in Aquaman. Like I was like, oh yeah, I okay. recognise you straight away. And then obviously us as well. And the last one, I was like, he was he played this comedic role in Baywatch with The Rock. Okay. And I was like, he's been in, like, and I've watched all of these. He's been in some big things. Like this year. So yeah, I've seen him quite a lot on the screen this year. It's the, it's the rise of Yaya. I also looked up um, the coach, Coleman uh, Domingo. So did I. Yeah. And I had nothing. You had nothing? I had two things. What? No, three things. <laughs> and I looked really close. And closely. these are three films that I love as well. Okay. And they are black films too Obviously. Selma he's one of yeah, like okay. he's one of um, Martin Luther King's pump men throughout that film that yep. film is amazing yep. um, directed by um, Ava DuVernay who did that show that I was talking about before ah, the okay. last the, yep. the Central, Park. Yeah, yep. Central Park 5 um, if, if Bill Creek Bill Street could talk oh, okay yep in that that is another fantastic film. Highly recommend. And he's in The Butler as well, which is like sort of a, a, a massive cast, which is, it's about the butler in the White House. And okay. yeah, he's in that as well. Great film. Okay. Goes through all the presidents that have been through the White House and the, the, sort of like tells the story of the world of what's happening through the butler's eyes oh, cool. by watching the president. That's cool. Three really good films. And I was like, oh, you are like, they, yeah, these two guys, I was like, I'm sitting there going, I need to know what yeah. I'm seeing you in. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Question time. Got anything you want to ask? Oh, I just, like, you won't know the answer to it, but it just struck me as weird. I was, do they not actually have a girls wrestling team at high school? Yes, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I was thinking the whole time. And you know, I was glad when they started to reference college, saying, oh yeah, you can get wrestling scholarship in yeah. college as a, as, a, as a female. But I was like, why does she have to wrestle with the guys? guys. There's got to be female. Like, how do, you, how do you get into college as a wrestler if you're not doing it at high school? High school, yeah. I don't know. Good it, question. It didn't make sense. And you didn't see any female wrestlers on any other schools either, did you? That, that's the thing. Yeah. So and so, how many spots are at college? Surely she's a shoe. That's like, what I. That's what the whole <laughs> thing I was thinking. But how do you know if you're any good until you get to yeah. college? But then maybe other schools do, and this is like a small school and a small, yeah. you know, sort of area. And true. So I can let that go, but it, it did bother me, and I'm glad they referenced female wrestling at college because or else it would have been like, no, no, you need to you need to bring this up, please, because this doesn't feel right. This is one thing. So when I watched the short film of this, oh, yeah. 
the the wrestlers in it had a lot of Under Armour gear. And then in this one, there was Nike gear left, right, and center. Okay. So I don't have any, but I was like, I, I'm wondering, surely you get Nike to donate that stuff. Hopefully. Hopefully. I, if not, they bought it in bulk and it was cheaper to do it that way. But, but you still, don't you still have to get permission to use true. the logo on the screen? Yeah. Would, yeah. So yeah, I was, yeah. I hope that they donated it. You'd hope so. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, one other one. Do you reckon the dad, Darrell, do you reckon he ever intended on actually buying that car wash? Was that an actual dream that he had? Or was that just a, a false sense of security so that he could keep the good times rolling? I think it was a pipe dream. Pipe dream. So I think it was sincere in its... Um, where it was actually conceived. In jail with a mate. I think that was it, true, yeah. but I think he never really put it into action. He yeah. was never really close to doing it. Yeah, I agree. All right. I think we're almost ready to think so. put this all together. So at the end of our show, we give the film a rating out of five and work it out as a an average for Flicks Forum. MJ, what, what are you thinking about this one? I thought it was a good movie um, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. There was great character development. I love the use of a sporting team to build that sense of purpose, drive and belonging. And there are enough positive influences to break through the bleakness of a ghetto project's vibe. It's a, it's a three for me, but it's a high three. Mm. Okay, very nice. Mm. I Like I said at the start, I struggled with this a little bit, and I don't know why, because I did like it, and I enjoyed it, and I thought the performances were good, the story was nice. But yeah, there was, I... And we didn't, I, we didn't uncover it? No. Nah, okay. I still don't know why there was a part of me that was just like, I don't know, it was maybe it was just too real. That could be it. I don't know. But I thought the performances in this were fantastic, especially um, Mo, played by Elvery Emanuel. I don't know her from anything else, and she stood out in this. And So she... this was I think this was her first feature. First she feature. had a theatre background. She was awesome. Like, I would love to see her in more stuff. And yep. I mentioned it too. Through her eyes, like, her eyes were just so good. And that's a bit of the camera work too, but obviously that, that helped tell that story. Mm. And I felt for this, this character. And... I too am giving it a three out of five. So that one's an easy one to work out. <laughs> I kind of wish I, I, I was toying a three and a yeah. half and, and it's close. It's bloody close. It's, it's a good three. Yeah. So. It's, it's worth watching. It is worth would watching. Recommend. No, yeah. I would recommend it. It's a good movie. So we're on social media. We are. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Flicks Forum. Yes. You can find us at any of those places. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe if you can yeah, so you subscribe. get our episode in your feed every week. You don't have to search for us every week. We're just there. We just pop up. Pop up. Yeah, we have a, a question or a theme that we'd like you to answer on our on our um, social media post for the week. And this one, I was annoyed straight up because you answered this literally in the first 10 seconds of, us, uh, of us talking. Is this so, a sports yeah, film? Yeah, is this a sports <laughs> film? <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't even get to the fast flicks before I said nah, that. Nah, so yeah. So is, is this a sports film? Uh, I think it is. Good. Do you? No. Cool. Because mm. you didn't like their wrestling. No. To Maybe that, that's what you didn't like about it. That was this. That was a side thing. You like, know how you said there was something that yeah, you couldn't get into? Could it was a side thing, but that was the reason that it gave her drive. And, and Yeah, I get that. But the, the drive was the connection with the teammates, not with her actually being on the... Teammates is part of the sport. Yeah. So it's yeah. one and the same. Uh, yeah. Good. Maybe you, you've worked it out in our closing comments that what, <laughs> what, a, what just didn't sit right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right, so we're back again next week. We are. What do we got next week? This time we have a romantic comedy. Cool. I'm all right with that. From 2018. It's called Happy Anniversary. Oh, nice. It's directed by Jared Stern, and this has a really big cast, and I had to cut this down, and I've still got a big list. 
Well, so, it's always hard when you haven't seen the film and you don't know yeah, how important exactly. they are. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how important they are. So we've got um, Noel Wells, Ben Swartz, Jeff Grace, Rahul Coley, Kristen Bauer Van Stratton. I don't know if that's relation to um, Van Stratton. Do we have a Van Stratton somewhere in one of the films? Don't know. It was a Van Patten. Um, Van Patten. Van Patten. Yeah, yeah, Grace Van Patten. Um, Kate Bertland, Leonardo Nam, David Walton, Isadora Grishisha, Annie Potts, and Joe Pantoliano. Have you heard of any of them? Uh, I, I know ben, like Annie Potts. I, I know Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz is in Parks and Rec. Okay. Well, yeah. And I was like Rahul Kohli, and I was like Kohli, like uh, cricket. Rahul, Rahul Dravid, and Virat yeah, Kohli. Combine them together. So that's what we've got next week. Uh, cool. I'm looking forward to it. I, I like romantic comedy. I feel like this week's going to take forever because I want to watch this one. Okay, it could be a, it could be a long break between drinks. <laughs> well, we, we we deserve breaks because we're still recovering from Podmas and correct the effort we put into this wonderful podcast. But um, happy anniversary will be good fun. And first match was great. Good. It's been good to see you. You too, mate. I will see you, and as you will all hear us next week. Next week. All right. Ciao. Bye.